Hello and welcome back to Locked on Devils and Locked on Caps. It is Julia Kender from Locked on Devils. Hi, and I'm Nikki from Locked on Caps and welcome to part two of a very special two-part series with me and Julia, kind of just going all in on all news and hockey and some personal topics as well. So yesterday we talked a lot about coaching, a lot about the NHL possibly starting up in July, but today we're going to we're going to take it more to a personal level. Since Nikki and I both work in sports, we're going to talk more about that. Yeah, so as women in sports, I think that there are a lot of obstacles and struggles that we face. Obviously, the sports industry is really difficult for everyone, but especially for anyone in a minority group. Um, So I always like to kind of discuss the struggles that women have faced so that people realize, you know, how hard that we have to work to achieve the success that we have. Um, Speaking for myself, I really haven't achieved crazy success in this industry. I'm still working really hard at it. Um, But I've definitely experienced a lot of hurdles and gone through a lot of difficult times. Um, And I think that right now, as we face this global pandemic, Something that has really broken my heart is seeing a lot of incredible sports writers um, lose their jobs, and in particular, a lot of really incredible women. Um, I was literally in tears the other day talking to my mom about this because I know how hard it is to get your foot in the door within any company in this industry, Um, and I can't imagine the heartbreak and devastation of losing a job right now not only because you're losing your livelihood, but because this industry is hard to get back into. Um, You know, after this all ends, chances are they're not going to be able to just grab another job really quickly. This industry has been devastated by Corona. So I just, my heart is really aching for those people who have lost their positions within the world of sports. Yeah, that's like really sad to think about because it's so hard to even get a shot in sports. So once you do, you don't want to lose it. And when you lose it, you know, who knows when the next time is going to come back around for you. It's just, it's so devastating. And sports has just taken, it's, it's so, so with all the, I think we might have talked about this before, honestly, but with all of the natural disasters and Uh, terrorism attacks and stuff like that sports has always been there you know 9-11 after 9-11 sports was there after the Boston Marathon sports was there Um, after like I don't know uh, Hurricane Katrina sports was still there like things happen sports stay you know sports are always a constant and now they're not and it's scary for a lot of people and it's scary because a lot of people who like names you know in sports might not be there when sports return. Exactly. Um, which is really, really, really upsetting. It's just, it's scary. It's sad. It's it's hard to lose something that means so much to so many people during such a devastating time because it is that one thing that brings everyone together. Um, and I just, my heart goes out to everyone that has lost their jobs in all industries, not just sports, but I'm just really upset. I think that 
we have lost just an abundance of really talented writers and broadcasters. And I really hope that they're able to get their work out there um, once this all is over. This is just devastating. Yeah, I can just only hope for the best for them because, you know, they might be out of a job longer than a lot more people because they might not be able to get that next in. Yeah, it's so hard. And a lot of times you have to work at a company for very, very low, um, a very low salary or, you know, freelance for a while until you get a decent livable wage. When I lived in Chicago and had my first job in sports, I worked full time. I worked in a super fancy office downtown. Anyone would have thought that I was living the life, living the dream. I made $28,000 a year. So uh, just like, I can't imagine working your way up in a company like that for years and then just having it all ripped out from underneath you. And a lot of these companies and publications might not even last through this. So mm-hmm. it's just really, really hard. And I think that's something that not a lot of people know is that unemployment and the CARE Act right now expires at the end of July, which really isn't that far away. Uh, chances are the earliest this pandemic would allow us to return to work is going to be mid-June, which leaves people who are on unemployment and receiving those benefits. That only gives them a month and a half to find work and everyone is going to be looking for work. So it's a really scary and uncertain time for people to look into the future. And, um, you know, for myself, my I am on, was able to get unemployment benefits and I am so grateful and I did um, – was able to like get the care acts and my income right now is almost equivalent to what it was while I was working, but that all ends at the end of July and my lease is up August 1st. So, you know, I'm kind of in this situation now where do I resign my lease for another year when I'm not sure what my income is going to be looking like and I'm not sure what this industry is going to look like um, right. come August. I mean, I don't even know if we're going to get any sports this year. There's been reports that, you know, we're looking at any sports till 2021. I don't really think that's realistic, but it's possible. So it's just really a sad time. And um, I just think that within the industry, everyone really needs to just be looking out for each other and have one another's backs. And um, just, yeah, it's hard for everyone, but I really feel for those in sports and entertainment because those industries have just been so rocked. Yeah. And just a reminder, it, costs nothing to retweet your friends posts and articles and podcasts and content that they create retweeting them giving them a like replying to it like it costs nothing for you to support them so please please give them the support because they desperately need it in times like these exactly and a lot of what I don't think a lot of people realize is that people a lot of times get paid based on how many downloads something gets or how many um, shares articles receive. Uh, A lot of the freelancers get paid based on just views alone. So, you know, open up that article, share it with your friends. It's can do wonders. And if you're asking, you know, how can you help people that are negatively impacted by COVID? That's one way you can do it for absolutely free from the comfort of your own home, from your phone or computer. And it could really make a huge difference in people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it can make such a big difference because I know uh, with both my podcast and Pucker Up, I get paid based on clicks and listens and reads. So 
I personally benefit from that. Um, and I know a lot of other people in the industry trying to make it in the industry um, really rely on those things. Exactly. Especially at times like this. But, you know, even as this ends, always just support your friends and support people that you enjoy reading because they could be, you know, they could lose their jobs if they're not getting the right support and then not be able to provide you with the content that you really enjoy. So that's enough of my preaching, but (laughs) (laughs) so important. Um, And kind of, you know, on the same topic, but a little bit uh, moving away from that, what do you think that the hardest obstacle you've had to overcome in this industry is? Uh, Was there like a moment in your life that, you know, kind of made you want to steer away from a career in sports? Or was there something negative that you've been through or still go through as you're trying to, um, you know, really pave a way for a lucrative career in sports for yourself? So I am, well, Okay, so I was going to say I'm one of three women in my major, but two of them graduated last year. So I'm one, I'm, I think I might be the only one, only woman in my major right now, which is multimedia sports journalism. And I'm lucky. My, some of the guys are very ignorant in my major, but some of them are very nice and understand that I know sports too. The problem I faced is people outside of my major, but still within journalism Um, Because I have to take a lot of general journalism classes. And this one guy in my broadcast writing class loves to talk over me when it comes to sports because he's a basketball fan. Like, I started talking about something that was going on in the sports world. And he goes, oh, I know all about that and starts talking over me. And I just kind of like sat back and I was like stunned. I was like, are you serious? Like, this is kind of my job. (laughs) Like, I, I... I know about this too. And I was the one talking about it. So it's just like little things like that. But there's also the, uh, the other gross side to it where people think that because you're on social media, they can say whatever the heck they want and they can come and harass you. Uh, whether it's like gross verbal harassment about your looks and about your weight, um, or it can be like, you know, nothing, you're a girl or you have no right to talk about sports, you're just a female. Oh, they love using the term female. Like, they think it's so... Worst. The worst. (laughs) They love calling us females. (laughs) Like, and it's so frustrating because as a writer, you'll get this. There are so many times that I want to use the word female just because I need, like, another word. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I've already used, like, woman, like, so many times, and I'm like, I want to use female. But I don't want to because men have made it like almost a derogatory thing. <laughs> like, yeah, they do it, and it's so like ugh, just the way they say it. Like, I know the tone they're using. Yeah. Worse. So, like, harassment's <laughs> such a big part of being a woman in the sports industry, and it sucks. Um, one of our friends actually uh, came into our group chat and was like, "I'm this one guy's harassing me," and she's like in high school. And this guy was taking upon himself to harass her. Like, that's disgusting and not okay. And just because we post something online that's our opinion or our writing doesn't mean you can come after us personally, you know? Exactly. And I feel like as women, we have to be so careful with our opinions. I've gotten a little bit better at it. I've developed a lot thicker of skin in the past year. My gosh, when I first entered this industry and put myself 
out there online, I was crying all the time. Like everything was making me upset. But now like, but I'm still cautious to like say any opinions that I think are a little bit crazy. And it's so unfair because so many men in sports make their career off of shocking opinions. They say the most ridiculous, ludicrous things just to get attention. And if women did that, we wouldn't have a job. So exactly. it's so unfair. The double standards bleh, make me sick. They drive me crazy. <laughs> um, it's the worst. <laughs> what are some experiences that you've been through that have like made you not want to do sports or made you like second guess what you're doing? I guess just, you know, a lot of what you were saying, I think that a lot of the gross messages that I get, um, I get weird DMs all the time. I have a boyfriend that I love very much. Um, he, I post about him all the time. I'm that annoying person. And I still get messages from people that I once thought were just supporters of me and my work. Um, but if I post like a selfie or a picture from a vacation, they'll be in my DMs and, you know, say something inappropriate or comment on my looks. And then that's really upsetting to me because it makes me second guess if they actually like my work or if they were just, you know, trying to flirt with me or mm-hmm. whatever. So I think that's something that is really upsetting and it's just annoying. And I don't think that a lot of guys do that with Malentine, especially when I was single. I don't think they were doing that to be disrespectful. Um, and there are some guys who have done that that are genuinely nice guys and they are genuine supporters. But it's just, as a woman, it really makes me second guess everything because I'm already second guessing it. It's just who I am. Um, and it's really disrespectful. I've had a professor kind of make a similar comment to me when I was in college, um, you know, about, oh, like, you're really pretty. Like, I would like to watch you on ESPN. And it wasn't meant, like, cruel. Like, he was a great professor, actually. Like, I really enjoyed his classes. and He was, like, a really well-known person in the local sports industry. But it just it made me think like, okay, like, do you think I'm going to be successful because I'm good at this or because like I have a pretty fact, I, I don't even find myself pretty. Like I have my own self-esteem issues. So I'm like, are you lying? Like, <laughs> no, it's just like a very, it's just very weird that uh, our looks are brought into our career so much when it's not like that for men. I mean, men can kind of wear whatever they want or look however they want and discuss sports and no one's going to bring it up. I mean, maybe some trolls on Twitter will be like, oh, your suit was ugly. Like, maybe. But, maybe, you know, yeah. all women in the industry, every single time they're on TV or people are looking at them, they're talked about what they're wearing. Did they lose weight? Did they gain weight? Did they get their hair done? Like, it's just, it's really, really, really upsetting. <laughs> um, and... I think that that is something that I have struggled with in the industry. And I think that they're the one thing that has made me question my career path has been, so obviously, you know, and most of the listeners know that I run um, a company called Pucker Up Sports and Julia runs our Philadelphia chapter of Pucker Up. And there are a lot of young girls that write um, and work for this company. I started the company for that reason. I love getting girls of all ages um, confident in their writing and giving them a place to publish their work. Some of our most absolutely incredible writers are still in high school. Um, We actually just assigned uh, Lydia as the head of our Boston chapter. And Mm. she is still in high school. And she is just 
so motivational and so hardworking. But I've had a lot of these younger girls, I'm talking girls 16, 17, 18, come to me and say, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I don't think that it's worth it. Or I'm scared of what guys are going to say if I post this opinion. And it breaks my heart every single time because these girls, I know their potential and I know how talented they are. And, you know, seeing them get down on themselves just makes me want to like give up on this industry. But then I realized that I can't because I have to be a voice for those young women and I have to continue fighting for them so that when they graduate college and, you know, they're looking for full-time employment, that this industry is a safer space for them. So I will forever fight for that. Um, Even if I never get a dream job in this industry, I will fight until I die for women's rights and in sports and in everything. Um, But I just think it's so sad to see so many young girls wanting to give up on their dreams so young just because they don't think they have a space in the industry. It's just, it's awful. It's heartbreaking. Like it is, and I'm I I see it in like people like Amanda Stein's replies too. Yeah, like people who are so well known in this industry still get that harassment, and it's like just I don't know what makes it what makes people think it's okay to do that. You know, I don't either, and I don't like it scares me because I'm like you know do I want to be 35 years old and working my dream job and still dealing with trolls online. Like <laughs> that's something that I, I will always second guess, you know, it's exhausting sometimes. And when you're going through bad mental health weeks or, you know, you're just in a bad place, it really can push people to a bad and, and dark spot. So if you're listening to this, just remember to be kind to everyone, people of, you know, all genders and just be nice online because there's a person that is, you know, reading those comments and, it's okay to, and I think it's totally fine to give your opinion and constructive criticism is fine, but don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, there's no need to be a jerk. <laughs> Never need to be a jerk. Um, but yeah, but I think it's important that, you know, women do continue to pioneer um, this message and prove that women do indeed belong in sports. And um there are so many incredible, incredible women within this industry. I, I'm not going to start naming names because I wouldn't be able to name all of them. Um, and I'd feel bad for everyone who I left out. But I mean, especially within the Devils and the Capitals organization, I mean, both the Devils and the Capitals have incredible women that are broadcasting or writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that for us and for fans of both those teams, we're really lucky to see um a diverse uh, coverage. So that's so, so, so important. And that's what's also going to help um, reiterate the hockey is for everyone message. Yeah. Um, something that came to my mind, we had, I like don't want to like name names or anything. We just, we had an issue with one of our writers at, in a press box. And it just made me think like, if she were a man and made the same mistake would she have gotten the same treatment that she did um, because she's a woman, you know, like, yeah, she, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it like still to this day makes me really upset. Yeah. Because she got yelled at. I got a call from Nikki because it was for my chapter. And then Nikki had an email that she had to send out to this person. And it was just a whole blow up over something very tiny. 
And I really have a feeling that's because our writer was a young woman. Yeah, I agree. And I don't even necessarily think that things are done, like I said, with malintent or on purpose. I just think it's how we're programmed. I think it's how society is programmed that people automatically think the worst because someone's a woman instead of just being like, oh, it probably was an innocent mistake. Um, So I think that that's something that is just kind of like ingrained in a lot of people's heads, men and women. Um, You know, there's women that are also very sexist towards other women. Uh, So I think that that's something that we just need to change. And, um, you know, it sucks that we need to take that, but it's still so upsetting. Like when I think about it, my blood, like I'm talking fast as I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) Blood boils, but I do think it's so important for us to try and have thick skin, even though we shouldn't have to. Um, but just so that these girls that are younger than us um, are entering a better industry than we had to enter. Yeah. And I think the future of sports is women. I think that they have just as much to say, if not more, uh, than the men do. And I think that the future of sports is trending in the direction of adding more women to, you know, radio stations and publications and broadcasting teams. Um, Today, I was actually listening to sports radio in the car because my dad and I had to run out and get my cat food. And um, only one of us went into the store. We had our mask and our gloves, just a disclaimer. Um, (laughs) But it was all men. All the callers, like all the people who called in were men. The hosts of the show were men. It's all men. So it was just like so frustrating for me to hear that because like on sports radio, especially you don't hear women's voices. No, not at all. (laughs) And I, I'm really hopeful that in the future, this won't even have to be a conversation that women in sports will just be the normal and that women won't have to spend extra time pushing their, you know, their thoughts and their agenda and that it will just be natural. Um, so that's my goal and that's my hope for the next generation. And I think that we're close to it and I think that we will get there. I Um, I completely agree. But I think that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for such fun segments this week. I love catching up with you and talking all things sports and, and all things caps and devils, obviously. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Nikki Giordano underscore and at LO underscore caps. Um, if you're interested in the topic of strong women in sports, give Pucker Up Sports a follow uh, for tons more content that is similar to what you heard today. Uh, Julia, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at JK underscore Kender on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me on Locked on Devils on Twitter. However, I've been having issues with that account, so I haven't been posting to it because I haven't really been able to. Um, So if you follow that account, that's why it's not really active. But I've been posting a lot of Locked on things to my personal Twitter. Perfect. Thank you guys for all your support as always. And until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.